Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host, Armando Solá. And on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers Network, and I got today Mr. Jimmy Skinner. Jimmy is the host of The Reel Down on the Paddle and Fin Network. He's also a trail director in Alabama, and we're going to be talking about all the great stuff that's come out this year in the tournament scene. Um, Jimmy is more dialed into the pulse of the tournament scene than most people, and that's why I want to bring him on the show. I'm a big fan of the tournament scene. I like where it's going. I know it's a lot of stuff coming out. So we're kind of going to talk about, you know, what's going on in the tournament scene and what can we expect for the future, both from Jimmy's perspective, you know, as he sees it. And keep in mind, a lot of it's going to be personal opinions. And from my perspective, and hopefully you guys enjoy this conversation. So once again, welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers Network, Mr. Jimmy Skinner. How are you doing? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, dude. I hate that it took us so long to get this going, man. We talk, we've been talking about this for a week or two now. So, <laughs> so Jimmy, be here. 
brief introduction. Now you are a, your host of the co-host of the Real Down along with uh, Dan Perry. You're also a director, tournament director, or trail director in, in Alabama. And we're just talking about that. You just wrote an article that got published in the Bassmasters. Tell a little, tell us a little bit about your background when it comes to tournament fishing. Yeah, so uh, didn't get into tournament fishing too heavy uh, till a few years ago when I really picked up kayak fishing. Um, didn't really take it too serious. I just like being out on the water and competing. Uh, mm. Did that for a couple of years. Then I got on as an, a, a trail director with our local club, North Alabama Kayak Anglers. I just hold our throwdowns, which are just the small kind of entry-level stuff to get guys out that maybe want to see how a kayak tournament goes before they get into our local stuff. And then uh, Bassmaster came along. Uh, this is their, you know, their inaugural year. Um, and then with them doing the national trail, they wanted to bring in a state-level system where guys could compete in their home states and qualify through a championship to go to the Bassmaster Classics. Uh, so I... I'll say I kind of got thrown into it. I told him I would handle it if none of the other state directors could. I didn't realize what all I was getting into, but it's been <laughs> awesome. So it, it's been a lot of work. Um, our state's real grassroots, so it took a little more work than some of the other states like Tennessee where everybody was real for it. There's a lot of convincing that I had to do um, things, but but it's, it's really fun. And then we just did uh, – we're the first of the Bassmaster, Bass Nation state levels to hold – a qualifying tournament the so far so we held a tournament on gunnersville had 43 guys show up i sent five uh, winners to the 2021 classic that's coming up in texas so and then like you said uh i wrote up a brief little thing for bassmaster and they it's on their website just kind of a brief thing how the day went how we do it and what's to come oh man i know with the whole covid 19 thing um has bat has bassmaster changed its approach to how you qualify for the classic this year because i know well next year like this year was you know whoever wanted to join could just pay the fee and go in but next year's bassmaster classic for the kayak series is going to be you know you have to earn your way into it um yeah i so thought at some point i'm sorry to interrupt you but for a second but i thought at some point it might change because some of the events got canceled but this is still the same thing you have to qualify through um you know placement on one of their uh, trails yeah so for right now um not much has changed uh they didn't i don't think that they they may have canceled one i know they rescheduled the chickamauga mm -hmm. event for later in the year yeah. um so the the way it works is based off uh participation of each event and the entries but i think it was like uh the last one and probably today they're having the one on california um i think the top 20 are qualified for the classic and then since we kind of threw this state level stuff together this year any of the clubs that get that going this year will send uh the top 10 percent of that event that they use to qualify so you know we sent it'll be no fewer than five per state level club plus all of the guys that qualify via the national trail but so far nothing has changed to get you to the 2021 classic due to COVID some of the way that we do the event changed and the way they are doing the event changed, you know, getting rid of the captain's meetings and the yeah. weigh-ins only for the top five and stuff like that. But as far as getting to the big game and big show at the end, it's pretty much the same as it was. Cool, man. So diving into real quickly on what's going on in the kayak fishing uh, tournament scene, 
we know when we started the year, we were all hyped up about what this year was going to be. We all thought, and truth of the matter is, it has been a great year for kayak fishing. Now, we thought it was going to blow up and everything. Then the pandemic thing started, a bunch of things they got canceled, postponed. KBF, I think, was hit the hardest with it. Um, OBBOS also got hit hard, and Bassmasters, like we mentioned, um, you know, didn't get as hard hit, but still got affected with everything. Um, and so I'm sure all the local trails and all that. And then Scott Butcher comes out with Five Life, which I love the dynamic of it. I thought it was genius. It was two hours of pure excitement, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think shortly, or kind of around, I can't remember who got who started this first. Was was it um, was Scott Butcher or Greg Nosa with KBBT? But I, I want to say Scott Butcher was the first one to bring this yeah. kind of like knockout stage. Um, uh, with five, five, you know, five on each um, bracket um, or tournament, you know, the top five, you know, I got lost in translation here, but you, you get the idea. I was, I got you. go ahead, explain. You could probably explain it better. What is Scott Beecher had that it was going to be five going at the same time, right? Yeah, it was the, the five live, which was five yeah. guys on live coverage for two hours. Yeah. Um, I think he held four of those or five. Yeah. I can't remember. The winner of each one, they did a like a tournament at the end, and then they voted in. Uh, yeah, was supposed to be one angler, you know, the people's choice to be yeah. in the championship round. It ended up being two people. It was Craig Dye and I cannot remember. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think it was Tim Perkins. I think. Yeah, I, I think remember. so. Um, yeah, it ended up being seven at the end. Yeah, but it's a. I love the what he. I love yeah. it. Like, I, I'm. A, I like the traditional fishing tournament scene. Um, I really like how kayak fishing does it, especially like with Hobie with like how they do the weigh-ins and it's all about the yep. anglers and, you know, bass is getting there. This is the first year for them. They're going to run it probably almost the same way. If I had to guess with just a few little differences, but you know, AJ and then the guys like AJ and Steve Owens are, are friends and Steve's, uh, one of the tournament directors for the national trail. So you've got two friends that I'm sure they are different entities, but they're, they're working together and they see what works and see how things are going. So I think from then it's only going up. And then you had Scott come along when the worst thing that could happen to our, I mean, COVID's bad and I'm not taking it yeah. all the sick and affected and people that were really yeah. lives were changed. But as far as fishing, you had States telling you, you couldn't go fishing. You can't go here. You stay at home. Yeah, which crushed our industry at the beginning of the year when yep. the industry this is the year of expansion and explosion it seems like for everything and then yep. somebody like scott comes up with five live i'm gonna put these guys on the spot for two hours the biggest names in fishing and make them show why they're the biggest names in fishing and it was it was great and then yeah. shortly after i don't know if I think KBBT got going right after he did the first yeah, or right second after. one. It was really close together. I could be wrong, but I know it was really close. And that, yeah. that worked too. A lot of guys, I like like Dan. Dan did that first one. Um, I think he got all the way up the eighth place, I think, yeah. is what he finished in that. He did a really good job. Um, and that was great too because at the time, you couldn't compete in live events. So – being able to, like, if you're in a state that was allowing you to go fish, you could go fish your home water and go against somebody across the country that was doing the same. Um, you could argue whether that levels the playing field or gives somebody an advantage. There's a lot of, if anybody 
gets into podcasting or listens to some of the other big kayak group pages like Kayak Bass Nation and stuff on Facebook, you can see all the banter about that. Um, Because a lot of us, like I said, like I like old school. A lot of people have that mentality. We're like, well, if you if you want to be recognized in the sport, you got to show up and show out at a live event where you're on the same Mm -hmm. water as everybody else. But it, it, it was all good so far. I think everything went well and they had to obviously have a positive enough response that KBBT is still going. They're doing like, uh, I think they're doing a team thing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, today's Saturday. It'll be on Sunday. Um, that is, that's a first of that kind for them. Um, and then they just, uh, announced the the new kayak bass what is it the kayak fishing league kfl kayak fishing league yeah yeah and you know so they've got big hopes over there and making it like a, a team sport and traveling and you know just like any other sport so it, it's been an interesting year um for sure kind of i can't wait to see where it goes yeah it kind of kind of want to redeem myself when i started talking about five live because i got little bit lost in translation there but basically five live was five guys going at the same time and i think the top one went on to the next round and then in another bracket was five guys and the top one and ended up being until there were only five guys left and that was the final so i apologize scott future (laughs) (laughs) i should have explained that a little bit better but for whatever reason i got confused on that one thing that we want to clarify to our listeners we're going to talk we're going to go over a few of the tournaments like KBBT, Five Live, um, Hobie BOS, KBF, and uh, Bass Masters. We're here to share opinions and thoughts on the differences between one and another. We're not here to bash any, uh, you know, bash anybody or any group in particular, or we're just here to kind of analyze and see where, we, where this goes forward. Every single tournament out there has it's great points and it's not so great points. And we'll talk about yeah. that. Don't anybody feel like we're hating on anything or anybody. It's just different dynamics. And that's what we're going to go over. So one of the things that I like about five live if we can start off with that is it's the concept that it's two hours to fish. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I thought that when I heard about it first, I'm like, and that's, you know, that that's not easy. I mean, how I mean, there's guys that take them four, four, six, eight hours to get a lemon. You're asking this guys to do two hours um, and get five fish. I thought this could get a little bland easily because if nobody's catching anything, right? then because it was all going to be, and that's what I liked about what Scott Future did. This was all going to be live. Like you had to go to a body of water where your uh, connection, your phone signal worked. And you were going to be live on, you know, uh, Facebook or whatever um, social media channel he was using. So right. every morning you get up, I think it was from like 8 to 10. I can't, I can't remember the times. But basically in the morning you get up, turn on your TV, and you can see these guys fishing. What I love about Scott Future did, he handpicked the guys that he wanted to bring on. And it's, you know, the big hammers, you know, Cody Milton. Um, I think Russ Snyder was in in that group oh, yeah. as well, right? I think um, Scott, Jody all Queen of them, Jody Queen, um, and a bunch of other names. And I can, there were so many, we can go, we can go all day talking about the names. So uh, if we're leaving some of the great names out, we do apologize. But yes, the top anglers basically out there and just had them going, you know, fish for two hours. I thought that was genius move. I thought it was a real gutsy move because, you know, if you don't get, 
five, two, you know, five fish in two hours or at least a few to make it interesting, then, you know, it could get boring pretty quick. And shout out to those guys. I mean, you had two hours. It's a lot of pressure. It's like, man, I have two hours to catch as much, as many fish as I can. That gave us the opportunity to realize what a great angler Jackson Orr is. If you haven't oh, yeah. heard about it, he burst in. We, if you, if you were dialed into kayak fishing, you knew Jackson Orr was coming. Yeah, I was just about to mention Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he arrived. You know, like and, and Cody Cody won the whole thing. Yeah, Cody Milton is arguably yeah. one of the greatest anglers. He's on fire yes. right now, like Russ Snyder, yes. Jody Queen, all these guys. But Jackson, his consistency, his attitude, his yeah. spirit, his effort. Like that kid, it will go high places, whether it's in this industry or whatever he does. And it's he's somebody that I love to follow and watch. Just yeah, do, do good. He's great to talk to. If I don't yeah. know if you've had a chance, I think you've talked to him. Yeah, I've had him on my podcast. He was more talking about his charity event for earlier this year for uh, um, the the whole pandemic thing. But yes, I think he's got his other his other charity events coming up. So anybody yeah. that's listening, go check that out. They're trying yeah. to get those numbers blown through the roof to help out. So uh, I'm sure if you Facebook Jackson or charity tournament, it'll come up. So, yeah. And a great dude, great kid, 17 years old, uh, great head over and shoulder surrounded by a great supporting group um, that, you know, I'm sure does his best to keep him level headed. Um, great family. Um, Jim Moore. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, another great ambassador to the sport. Um, and the people that Jackson or surrounds himself with, it's a great supporting group, uh, you know. So he, he, Jackson or can take this, you know, as, you know, if he wants to, you know, he's a young, young bug, you know, maybe further along the night, he'll decide to do something else. We hope he doesn't. We hope he sticks with whatever he does. Kayak fishing takes, um, takes, uh, takes up most of his time in the future. Uh, but you know, he's green. Uh, if he decides to say in the sport, it's going to be the future of this sport. And Cody Milton is also a young bug. I mean, he's yeah. not, he's not an old guy by any, by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, the future looks bright with this, with this kids, um, just, you know, wrecking havoc in the tournament scene. Um, the accident or still think he hasn't had that signature win that he's it's looking coming. for. It's coming. Um, I'm, surprised he hasn't gotten um this year but you know maybe next year but um i'm really looking forward to to see him on stage with that first place win everybody everybody goes crazy when their their person wins an event of any kind but i think like kayak fishing as a whole will explode when he goes and gets a big national event win and it'll it'll be it'll be great like I can only imagine what that would feel like being him, which he's so modest that he would. Yeah. Oh, devil-headed. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, when we look at the at the, uh, we talk about the hammers, right? That that are being their names constantly come up: Russ Snyder, Cody Milton, Jody Quinn. Again, there's a bunch of them. What's your perspective on this? Is it good for the sport or is it bad for the sport that always that seems like it's always the same guys winning? As far as the growth of the sport, the popularity and moving forward, is it good or is it bad, in your opinion? In my opinion, I don't know if it would be good or bad. So, like, the way I look at it is 
you still see it, and you'll see it on local levels, and then you'll see these guys take it up further. But so like right now, like Russ Snyder's, Russ is on top of his game most anywhere he's going. Uh, some people probably get sick of seeing his name up there. A lot probably don't. But just like with anything in the fishing industry you see, like, for instance, like Kevin Van Damme. Mm-hmm. You can stay good for so long, but people are still like Jackson Orr are so hungry to get to the top that it it gives, like, from my perspective, coming in, like, I want to be Russ Snyder's. So you yeah. got a lot of anglers that are going to have that mentality. I want to be, like, if I can get to an event and I can finish ahead of Russ Snyder's, I've done something. So I, I see it kind of as a good thing. Um, so, like, you'll see guys coming that have never fished before. I've, you're hearing it a lot now. Nate, like, we just had the winners on from the, uh, oh, Lord, that was the KBF in New York. Um, like, people most of us haven't heard of, but beat some of the good names in the industry. You'll see guys like the guys that won the lacrosse event when uh, I think it was the Hobie was up there. Mm-hmm. You know, those one of those guys had never fished that river before, and I know that most of us had never heard of him. He got third place in that event. You know, and it's it's things like that. It it's anybody's game. You can you can say that it's hard to compete with these hammers that get to fish all the time, that get to put in that definite pre-fish always on the water but at the same time you've got people that are getting into the sport coming from other parts of the industry like bass boat fish and john boat fish and bank fishing that know what they're doing and now they're getting to stretch their legs in it you got to get the you know the quirks worked out of it it's always a little different you know getting in the kayak for the first time i mean you could just a, another sideball from that would be like mike iconelli fishing the hobie admit mm-hmm. yep. he, he can fish everybody knows he can fish but he admitted, I've got to work on my kayak game because it's a little different. But yep. as people figure that out, the names will start to change on the top. You'll see people fizzle out, and you'll see some of the guys that stay up. Like, I would almost guarantee people like Russ Cody and Jody Queen, you will never, like, they're not going to fade away. They will yep, always be consistent. So. They've put in the time. They've put in the work. Their preparation, The three, those three names – their preparation for tournament fishing is a giant part of their success, in my opinion. Yeah. And so I, I say it's it's good. It gives people something to want to beat, to want to be. So, yeah, long long answer, but I think it's good for the sport. No, it's great. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, I think when you look at, um, and again, we, kayak fishing is not at that level, but when you look at pro sports, the 80s, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, I mean, they took the NBA by storm and elevated to – you know, from what it was kind of like a stale. And then Michael Jordan came up and he got his dynasty. I don't, they, I'm sure there were a couple of people that got turned off by Jordan winning everything. But for the most part, I think um, the sport grew because of it. You know, the, the, the NBA is what it is. Thank built on the shoulders of Magic Johnson library and then Michael Jordan. So that's an example of it. There, there's things that happen like that right now in pro sports. Like, yep. uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots in Super Bowl. Yep. I get sick of hearing about it. But yep. at the same time, what killed me with that, with him leaving the Patriots and now going to another team, now I'm tuned right back in. Like, well, is it really he's that good if he goes to another program and brings it on? Yep. So stuff like that will transfer over with our industry. Obviously not on that level, like you said, but you'll see it. Like, like and even not in the tournament half of it, things like uh, Drew Gregory leaving Jackson and going to Crescent. Yeah. 
you might follow Drew and not like Jackson Boats, but now you hear about a giant name in our sport changing teams. So he's been with Jackson like 10 years. So it, it repeaks the interest, which is good for our sport and growth. It's something that puts, puts it up there when you're searching. So all good. Things. I think right now a realistic level. And I mean, I say realistic, but still it's way out there. It's still not even close to that. Um, how do you say to that goal? But, uh in my opinion, realistic goal, it will be something like NASCAR. Um, in the sense, like you said, you know, there's the Chevy guys, there's the um, Toyota guys, there's oh, yeah. the Ford guys, and then there's the drivers and all that, you know. And um, and I think with uh, kayak fish, the same thing. They're going to be the OB guys, the new canoe guys like yourself. I know you're sponsored by new canoe. Congratulations on that. That was recently. Oh. Um, Appreciate it. So congratulations, no problem. And you uh, earned it. And you canoe. Oops, sorry. Um, you canoe definitely got a great ambassador to their to their um, product with you on Appreciate board. It. So congratulations. But it, going back to it, it's gonna. I think that's a realistic level where kayak fishing can go. Um, when you look at um, um, NASCAR, for example, and I'm not a big NASCAR guy, but for the most part, it's you know. The, it's unless there's a wreck happening, the real excitement doesn't come in until the, the last few laps, you know, right. um, where everything is kind of like everybody trying to race for that finish line or at least get into position. Um, kayak fishing, I don't know if, tele, uh, if, if being televised is um, as Bassmaster is, it's going to bring that excitement. I know Bassmaster is dynamic of it. People love power boats um kayak fishing in that sense a little bit more calming um kayak fishing to me is great to take part in it just because the nature of the sport and i've said it a million times and i'll say a million times again in my podcast it's very calming sport being there with nature being there you know you know the slow peaceful grind even if you're getting skunk of just being out there and just it's a calming effect that doesn't necessarily translate to viewers on on you know whether it's TV or social right. media like Facebook or live streaming, but there is there is room there um, to to grow. I mean, uh, we see we saw, saw Scott Butcher do, do it, and I thought it was great. I I don't know the numbers of how many viewers he had on Five Live. I don't. I think he's happy with the with the. Um, the you know the receptions he five lot got um i think he's satisfied about it i'm not sure i haven't talked to him about it um i know greg knows our same thing with kbbt although there's he's struggling still to get everything kind of like you know he has more like a live streaming uh weigh-in as the tournament goes but not really able to um get everybody on you know on live camera while they're fishing but he's trying to work something out. So it's interesting to me how the you know how it's going to translate to viewership. Right now, it's all on you know social media, whether it's um, Facebook or Twitch or YouTube. Um, but I mean, they, I could see somebody like Red Bull, which you know Red Bull a lot um, does um, their um, their mountain biking uh, tournaments. They'll mm -hmm. do it live, and that's a whole day. 
um, and and then the, they'll have it on their streaming website. So I can see somebody like Red Bull coming in and saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm interested in putting this on my uh, web series on you know whether it's again YouTube so or something like that." My take on it is we're not there yet. Yeah. And Scott touched on it when he talked about what he wants for Five Live. And it takes money. And it takes yep. media equipment that's expensive. There's a whole lot I'm going to put into this, so I'm going to ramble, but just stay no, with me. So, I think that there is... So, like, on TV, no. I don't think that we would... I don't think we have... Like you said, our sport's calming. I don't think there's the excitement to be had to have a huge national television coverage. There can be if you have enough media equipment in place. MLS is yeah. a perfect example of that. Fishing can be long, dead, and boring, but when you have a boat following around live action that can pop on the screen at any given moment, that helps. That costs a yeah. lot of money. That's what Scott's wanting to do. And yeah. I fully agree with that. If he can find a sponsor, be it Red Bull, whoever, that will give them that, I think that would be great for our sport. Do I think it should go to TV? No. Why? TV's not where it's at anymore. It's streaming. Yeah. Streaming is where your money's being made. Get it on YouTube Live. Get it on something that people have to pay that streaming fee for because then that's going to pique those companies' interest to be with us. So somebody like Scott, and the, not nothing against Greg and KBBT, Scott yeah. has a name that everyone in our industry knows very well, which I think he had his name in place because of doing the stuff with KBF, because of his mm -hmm. podcast in Westbrook that when he decided to do this with five live people were already like you were checked off. You, you were with Scott, no matter what he did. So you were going to tune in. So that helped. So like if I started it, nobody's going to watch it. Nobody knows who I am. You, you like Scott already. You're going to like his product, if, especially if it's good. So I definitely think it's there, but at the same time, I want, I, I don't want, all of these leagues and divisions and organizations and tournament series to try to do it. Like if he gets that, that should be where that is. He's handpicking the best anglers in the country for it. Those are the guys that should, because of who they are, be able to produce on the spot like that. Obviously they did it in two hours. Um, the, you know, like the smaller, not, I don't want to say smaller, the, the other, style stuff like KBBT, the, the kayak fish. Now, like if the KFL thing takes off, I don't think we're ready for that. My personal opinion. No, I don't. It's that and it's something. Okay. My opinion is based off how it is now. It will need room to grow. I think that if it does yeah. work out next year and they get going, there's going to be a giant cluster of stuff that's got to be learned and figured out. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll be pretty because it's, it's not bringing in a hundred anglers in one spot. You fish here. Well, here's our point system. You're sending guys here, bringing guys there, fishing this home event, fish that away event, rotate this guy in, take that guy out. It's going to be like a statistic nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. But if you got, if Greg has the help, has the people behind him, go for it. Let's see what happens. Um, but I don't think that kayak fishing as a whole is ready for that because. Yeah. Kayak fishing, the majority, is still kind of very, like, grassroots. Yeah. Most of these guys like traditional tournament scenes. Um, like, from local level, KBF and up. Like, those. that's what I saw when I was doing, getting the Bassmaster stuff set up in Alabama. Alabama is so grassroots. Like, nah, your tournament allows motors. We're not in. 
Yeah. And like that's a little problem here. But there's stuff like that all across the country that these other divisions can handle. And you work your way up. I think jumping into like the league style stuff is just too much at one time right now. I think we're growing at such a fast rate that mm-hmm. I feel we've got too much coming at one time. Yep. Like I, I love the KBBT thing. Like I not my style to fish. But the idea was perfect and perfectly timed. Yes. Um, another thing I could go into that I, what I would be worried about with the kite fishing league taking off, when the world gets back to more of its normal and we can start having these big live events, what you've seen during COVID is growth in the sport across the country, across kayak fishing. We see it, me and Dan doing the reel down. You went from seeing tournaments that never have more than 20 anglers to places like Canada having an event with 90 people, 70 people in it, 90 people wow. in it. And you're seeing that all over the country, events with 60 plus people in them. They have so much opportunity. And, you know, KFL letting these teams be set up, and you got a lot of big name people that are wanting to get in on it. When that happens, when the live stuff comes back, those guys will go wherever the money is. Yep. And, and also, then you get the other half of the guys. They're going to go wherever all of their friends are. Like, yep. you see all these top names. They're always hanging out together. If you've ever been to one of these national yep. events, it's a giant get-together. That's what they like. And I, I just find it hard because there's going to be scheduling conflicts. There's already scheduling conflicts. Yeah, they we do, know. <laughs> everybody does what they can. Events are still going to cross. There's going to be an event here by Bass an event here by Hobie and an event here by KBF on the same day, it's going to happen. You throw another big thing in the loop and it's going to hurt participation somewhere. So it can be good for some, bad for others. But Yeah. And I, uh, let me set this record to stay here. I'm a fan of KBBT. KBBT, sorry. I'm actually taking part in the Texas Region um, National Qualifier. Um, that's going to start September 12th. So, I'm not talking bad. I'm not pooping here on KBBT or Greg Nosa. Or I, I am a big fan of KBBT. I think if KBBT um, keeps going, it's it's great for the sport. Um, Definitely. Same thing with KFL. Um, and what I and I I say this coming from a good place. Again, I'm not trying to um, be a hater on what Greg Nosar is. You have a ton of respect for Greg Nosar. I've met him personally. I love talking to him. I wish Greg knows the best. My perspective, and this is just my perspective, he's doing everything that he can to reach. He noticed, okay, five live, it's kind of gone um, stale in the sense that Scott Beecher's working on other stuff. Well, Greg Nosa says, if I need to succeed, and this is just my personal opinion, he's saying, I need to take advantage now before whatever Scott Beecher comes out with. Because if it's big, then whatever plans he has are going to be dead, might be dead in the water. Now, Greg Nosa will tell you, no, that's not correct, and I respect him for it. But the truth of the matter is there's only so many big names that are going to go around, and they can't right. all fish KBF, KBBT, Five Live, um, you know, you name it, plus their local trolls and all that. Eventually, and this is what's driven to, the, the anglers are going to go where the money follows. Money's going to follow where the sponsors were to invest in. 
Right. Because that's that's a lot of we, we hate to say it from uh, from uh, you know grassrooted mentality. We don't want big companies to put their hand in our cookie jar and ruin things. That's always the fear when this thing blows up and it's all of a sudden it's gone popular. We see how uh, you know bass boat. You know there's a lot of blab bad blood and sometimes there's some drama in it and cheaters. You know whenever there's money. Unfortunately, there's a lot of hitting agendas that come with it that bring um, negativity to the sport. Um, so and that's everywhere. So that's always like for me and you, they're more grassrooted into this. We kind of worry about that. You know, we, we yeah. want it to grow. We want it to become popular. We wanted to see where anglers can actually be professional kayak anglers, meaning they, they actually make a living out of this. Exactly. A handful of them can, you know, Russ Snyder, Cody Milton. Again, there's a sh very short list of anglers that can do that. But the money is going to go, it's going to be determined where the sponsors want the product, you know, want to invest. Five Live has Scott Butcher, and Scott Butcher is a magnet. He's a big personality uh, that attracts a lot of people from the industry that have been here from the beginning. He's going to get and the way he does it is he puts the anglers first. He's great at that. Cody Milton, um, and this is just my personal opinion, Cody Milton, Russ Snyder, Craig Dye, they're going to follow um, Scott Butcher because they trust in Scott Butcher. So the big names are going to follow Scott Butcher. Scott Butcher just needs to make sure the money goes into whatever he's building, and he phase kinda, two, phase three. You know, He kind of showed that with the first one. Within yeah. like a week or hours he was able to throw something together to where these guys were make like i think cody milton we joked about it when he won won that it came down to like 500 dollars an hour yeah like he fished four hours i think he got two grand for the one event like that's that's good money like so you look at an event where you could win you know five grand fishing two days 10 yeah. 12 hour days versus this was live covered camera in my face I get to talk. I get to show what I can do. And then I won a few grand for two hours of my time. And like it, he, he showed, and I'm not saying none of these other, I'm not talking, like you said, I'm not talking bad about KBBT. KBBT is awesome. Like yeah. great idea. KBF, it still has its place. They got a lot of negativity that floats around with them. KBB, or, uh, KBF still has its place. Yeah. Hobie and Bass. Hobie is arguably the, probably one of the best you know hobie bass are up there hobie's got their stuff dialed in aj mccorder is a go-getter amazing yeah um bass is like i said this is the first year it's gonna move on just like five live just like kbbt it's it's all good but like you said it's going to go the anglers are going to go where the sponsors and the money go all these events have big sponsors and big coverage and big payouts but as it's moving forward if the media coverage gets there like Scott wants, that's where the people are going to go. That's and and I'm sorry, you finished with that. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, 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 that was it. Go ahead. One thing that I do give a shout out to um, Scott Butcher, none of the anglers had to pay an entry fee. And every, every time they won, you know, if they on top of their five, um, gets, get, got paid. 
KBBT is starting. Um, Greg knows a great dude, great personality as well, but he doesn't have that, um, you know, that influence that right now Scott Beecher has. So it's and a little bit different than KBBT. That can change quickly. Yeah, yeah that can off. change quickly. Um, but right now in KBBT, you have to pay um, to get in, and you don't get paid for winning until you reach the, the I think, the Elite Eight um, or the elite four, I think it's the elite eight. Um, so that's, that's different. You know, that, that but somebody was going to say, wait a minute. That's more traditional. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you look at like, go to the basketball world, the whole reason MLF started what they started was take care of the anglers. Pro yeah. bass fishermen are broke for the majority. Yep. You know, gas fees, you know, traveling the country, all that stuff adds up. When, when they started, they asked the anglers, what do you want? And they said, no entry fees. And they was like, well, we can't guarantee the payouts. We said that way, but if that's what you want, well, that's what we can do. Yeah. They did that, and those guys followed. Now, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going into that, but we were kayak fishing, and I ain't getting into that. Yeah. But what? there's nothing wrong with paying your entry fees. That's the way it's always been in the past, and that's the way it'll be for the majority. And like I was saying, you know, if – what Scott's doing takes off. His should be the one that's like that. Just yeah. like MLF is the way it is. And yeah. as long as I love the growth and all the options, they all don't need to try to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, like with Bassmaster events, um, some people may not know this, the national Bassmaster events, Bassmaster has a, they send media crew out. Scott did the Logan Martin one himself. They got yeah. in a Bassmaster boat, drove around. He took like yeah. 2000 photos. They did, they had people calling and getting reports from anglers for like articles and stuff like that. Like, you know, people can say that that's not the coverage you're looking for, but that's the coverage they give all the other anglers. Yeah. You like, I mean, I saw my picture on there. They drove by and are taking shots of you on the water. Like it's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. I can go, I can get, I can go down a lot of rabbit holes with this, with my, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> One thing with Kate, um, Kate with Greg Dosa, I should say, is and what and that kind of worries me in the sense that right now he's going all in, he's push, pushing all his chips on the table, and he's saying, I gotta take advantage. Which you again, have to he respect. probably won't admit this, but he's got it. He's saying, I gotta do this before Scott Beecher comes back. You know, I gotta set my ground, um, and establish myself and get ready for what's coming. He he doesn't from a get perspective, that's what you do, like, yeah, that's what you do. Scott Beecher has. And we and we still have to wait to see where phase two of five live goes. You know, this could be uh, a one hit wonder. We don't think so. I my money is on Scott Butcher um, achieving what he set out to achieve. That's my money on. But the reality is, there's no guarantees. Scott Butcher can, you know, take this time off because of the influence he has on the sport. He's more ingrained into this than Greg Nozar is. Greg Nozar is a businessman, great angler. You know he. And all that, but he's more of a businessman mentality. Scott Butcher is more like not only a businessman, but he's there for the anglers and he knows the industry better than most people. So Greg Nozar, and again, I'm not trying to create a rivalry. I'm not putting Greg Nozar down. I'm not, uh, you know, or Scott Butcher for that matter. I'm not trying to pin him one against one. It's just our perspective of this. In this case, my perspective. Greg Nozar has to be saying, okay, I have to push all my ships in right now to get this movie. I need to establish myself. 
the only problem, my perspective, again, is, is it too much for one person? Because now you got the KBBT and it's the national qualifier. There's like, there's a bunch of national qualifiers um, right now going on. Plus, now you got the group, uh, the like the team for KBBT. Yeah. And so individual tournaments, the team tournaments, and now you got the KFL. All this with a lot of people running a store director that don't really have experience handling this. So, you know, this is this got this at the long run, in my opinion, it's gonna be a wear and tear on Greg Nosar. I admire his um, you know, his uh, passion for it and his ambition. And I hope I'm not hating. I'm I don't want to be the one that says, you see, I told you so. This wasn't gonna work out. That's I don't want to be the guy that said I told you so. I'm hope I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that he is up to the challenges that he have, he has put himself in himself on and that he achieves everything he wants to achieve. At the end of the day, if he's successful, it can we're be all the successful thing in our sport sees. Yeah, it, that's I mean, I hope it is. I'm not saying it's not. And I'm not saying I don't want it to be. Again, I'm a member of KBBT. I just want us. I just hope that this doesn't crash and burn. I hope it succeeds. But again, there's a he's put Greg Nose is putting a lot of uh, stuff in his plate right now with everything that he's trying to reach. And the KFL is pretty much uncharted territory here. Which, and there is go ahead. Which okay, so with it being uncharted, and you know, like you say, and they don't have the experience in it yet, and who does? Because no one's done it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always stop you. Like, I'd never done major tournament directing before I did this. I fell face first into it, made a bunch of mistakes. Um, but now I know what to look for toward next year. So I admire what he's doing with it. I mean, it could it could blow up and work. And as the, like he said, he's this is next year. We're talking about it like it's happening next week. You know, in that time frame, when the the things, the details start to come out, and it becomes more and more real. People that see that, like like sponsors and big names, will start to fall that way. And I don't mean like fall away from Scott. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. If it starts to fall into place and they get an event or two under their belt and everything's going great, whether they've got TV, media coverage or whatever, or if it's just happening like all our other tournaments do right now, just like how Hobie does so good and took off because yeah. their plan works. Bass, their plan is developing and working. Five Live, his plan worked. KBBT, it worked. Yes. It it will take off if that's what, you know, it's an in-the-future thing. So I don't, I don't think that him not having the experience with that, you know, getting over your head isn't a bad thing to me. I get in, like, just a little... I've been an electrician for six years. My last day at work is Friday, and I'm going all in on my own. Like, do I think I'm going to be successful? God, I hope so. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the mentality these guys are probably having with it is, well, this is a good idea. Let's go with it. So I don't I don't think that it's a bad thing that – I mean, because obviously no one else is doing it. So yeah. you take that, this is my idea, this is my plan. And it, it's obviously not just pull out of a hat. I guarantee you he's got – you know, notebooks of notes. Yeah. It's no, he's a smart businessman at it, you know. Yeah. It's, it, I can't wait to see where it goes. It, yeah. like I said, it's not my style of thing. Like, I'm, I like the traditional stuff. But as far as like 
Would I watch it? Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's cool. Would I would I tune in even if it's just on Tourney X on live leaderboards to see, you know, the Bama Bass Bruisers or whoever. Yeah. That would be awesome. But we'll see. I can it, yeah. it, it's the future will tell the tale. Yeah, I think on the KFL that there's gonna be a lot of trial and error going into this. There's going to be a lot of mistakes, just like anything. And again, not not throwing shade on anybody here, Greg knows or anybody on his team. The fact of the matter is this is uncharted territory. They're trying to build something on pretty much uh, blueprints of what you see in American sports. You know, leagues, tournament, um, knockout stage, playoff, all that kind of stuff. KBBT has shown that it works. Without the star power. Now, there were, there was Eric Siddiqui, there were um, uh, uh, Craig Brundle. Um, and um, so there, there are some star power, but not the same as, let's say, you see in Five Live. You know, um, so Greg Nosar has done a great job of building those guys up, giving them, like, that that platform. Like, Conrad, nobody knew Conrad Benetti was now. You know, exactly. not that he said he's a household name, where people know who Conrad Benetti is. And Bobby most Moore. people may know um, Conrad more of the stuff that got stirred up because of that. Yeah. But that's what I was going to lead into is where Hobie and Bass is kind of where you see, I mean, you see a lot of us like me yeah. that nobody knows get into those events, but that's where you see your big names. KBBT is going to, and even KFL is going to give an opportunity because the, the team captains that apply to be team captain, they get to pick their team. Yeah. So it's you'll see teams that'll have the big names in it, but you'll find local guys that nobody knows that are, you know, they're like, oh, I'm a football fan. This works kind of like yeah. football does. You know, that it'll get into it. And you'll see more of the Conrad Benetti's coming out and people that, you know, they maybe travel in the country at the time to do these live events just wasn't in the cards. And some people look no. at it like, well, I don't want to fish one Hobie if I can't, you know, I can't make it to the Tournament of Champions this year, even if I qualify. It's not in my vacation budget you know like mm-hmm. it it's it, it's a good entry way for high level competitive fishing in my opinion yeah and i i shout out once again to greg knows of what i what i love about what he's doing is we saw when he came out with kbbt um and it had his naysayers and they had valid points i know k kias bass nation um was kind of like, um, you know, hard on them. I'm saying, well, this is all honey holes. You can't. And I know that's where Conrad Benetti got a lot popular, um, you know, going with uh, Ryan Lambert, you know, and that whole thing off the water that came out, um, not throwing any shade on anything. I think Ryan Lambert made a good point. I think from the standpoint of Conrad Benetti, you know, he was like, wait a minute, I've been doing this. I've been going through the backwoods in upstate in, in New York uh, outside of, you know, from the Bronx fishing. I've been doing this all my life. Nobody's going to poop up my parade. So I understand his point of view. Um, you know, when I, when you, when I look at it from his eyes and I had him on my show, I could understand. Yeah, I can understand why you're a little bit uh, pissed off. Uh, you know, uh, that's what it's been said over there. But Greg Nosa did a good job of saying, okay, you're saying this is all honey holes, right? Okay, well, let's do this. We're going to divide it by region now. Texas is going to have its own region. Florida is going to have its own region. Because it happened the first um, two KBBT events. It was Texas and Florida, which every, you know, to the surprise of no one. Big Bass Factories, you know it's yeah. going to happen. Big, big Bass Factories, um, 
they said, okay, we're gonna divide it by regions. Now he's saying, uh, okay, now that we divide it by regions, we're gonna make a national qualifier. And the top, you know, each region, the top 16s are gonna go to a lake without being prefished in a lake that's not gonna be named till, you know, later. Um, they're gonna set the dates and whoever wants to take part knows that those dates, and I don't remember the dates right now, um, you know, take it for vacation, whatever it is, it's gonna be the states. But you don't know what body of water it's gonna be. And, and, I, and I like I, that. And you, yeah, you can't even prefish. Now, obviously, somebody out of all those qualifiers has probably gonna have fish in that lake. It's gonna have some type of home field they'll have, advantage. They'll have yeah, history so, there. Someone will. Yeah, someone is bound to, and you can't stop that. You know, what are you gonna do? Go to Alaska and fish for bass? I mean, that'd be a nice one. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the point is, he took care of the critics or the critics' point of view, I should say, and said, okay, well, let's take this out. And now I think he's some, doing something legitimate. You can't really say. The only thing you could probably say is, well, it's still a bunch of guys that fish out of their horny holes to get here, and now they're going to fish an independent. So that doesn't mean that whoever wants it is as good as Cody Milton or a, or Craig Dye, which is a valid point as well. You know, I, it's on a vacuum. But think at, about at that it. point... Are you yeah. trying to be that person? Exactly. No, I'm trying to be good at what I'm doing. So yep. you'll, and at the same time, you'll see this, like, like people not saying Conrad, but someone like Conrad. So like, mm. let's say I'm like I'm a hammer in Alabama. I'm not. I'm just saying hypothetical. Let's say I you can't are. be beat in my honey hole here in Alabama. Um, I join this KFL, and we start traveling. Well, then I'm either going to show that I know what I'm doing or it's going to expose that I can't fish anywhere but here. But then that's where strategy comes into play. You fit, I think it's six-man teams and you fish four active anglers. You'll see strategy come into it where, like for like Conrad, let's say that they don't, Conrad doesn't travel to do the active, but when they're home, maybe that's when Conrad fishes. You can complain about it all you want, but at that point, it's becoming a competition where you are using strategy to win. Just yep. like football. Be like, okay, I know this quarterback's hot, so I got to blitz him heavy. He can't, you know, he's he sucks when he's out of the pocket. It'll yep. be the same thing. There'll be strategy, which will make it fun. Yep. It's just that just, if it all takes off, it'll be great. If it falls into the too much going on at one time, then it won't be. But, yep. but yeah, it, it to, to be continued on, on them. And yep. I don't think, something I don't think, I don't think you'll see this effect Hobie Bass and KBF much. I don't think it will. They, I don't think none of them are going away. And by that, I mean Hobie and Bassmasters. Um, I do think, um, and I'll again, props to Greg Nosar. He's saying, especially the KFL, saying I'm not, I'm not bending over backwards to, to whatever AJ or KBF or Bassmasters doing. These are my dates. You want to take part of it. You know, that's why you got six guys. A couple of your guys are going to the KBF or the uh, Hobie BOS or the Bassmaster. That's fine. You still got four guys. You know, he's not, he's calling his own shots, which I think he has to. You, I understand a lot of people say, well, you know, he's he's the new guy here. He Maybe he should consider that. No, I don't think he should. I think he, you know, call his own shots. And if you want to take part in this, it's KFL, do it. Same thing with KBBT. You know, sorry if it's, if you have plans for hey, Hobie BOS, it's your decision. Either you go or you stay. 
like yeah, like we said before, all that's going to happen is like if somebody was wanting to fish that event, but it falls on the national event, you will probably see people follow the national event. Why? They've yeah. been established. They're established. Well, that, the only that, thing. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The only thing that I think that might um, give, and I know, I know, Chad Hoover has touched on this before, is especially if Scott Butcher's plan, and I don't know details of Scott Butcher's plan. This is all hearsay. Um, you know, to bring um, live event and everybody show up. A sponsor like, well, Hobie has his own tournament, but New Canoe. New Canoe says, um, okay, well, I can either have Jimmy fish at KBF or Bassmasters. Great. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to see my new, my new Canoe Frontier Pursue, whatever it is that you're using. Only the people that are out there fishing, which is only 100 of them, and maybe a few people that tune in, you know, on, on social media. But New Canoe might say, wait a minute, you mean to tell me I can have Jimmy fishing the five live and my product is going to be shown, you know, live stream for two hours. Um, same thing with Abu Garcia. My reels are going to be there two hours. I can tell my guy, hey, you know, when you catch a fish, make sure to say what real model you're using or, you know, make sure the, you know, the logo comes out and make sure you're wearing my, you know, my merch. Make sure you spit your that, sponsors. <laughs> yeah, that might pursue sponsors to say, I want to invest more on, let's say, Five Life or KBBT, that style of tournament, than I, I a think OBBOS. I think that but would I don't be think true. they're going away. Yeah. Right. I, I think that would be true with your bigger sponsors. Like, yeah. guys, like, I know guys that have Shimano in their corner and stuff like that. As far as, like, kayak fishing specific brands i don't think they think that way because we all came from that grassroots like like no one knew canoe like i do part of the team for a while great company great people yes they will get their success whether there's coverage of tournaments or not they've proven that by selling their kayaks whether there was coverage or not you have only just now started to see you know except for like Derek brundle and stuff these big names come over to New Canoe that are winning the tournaments and staying in the top. Yeah. New Canoe was not having trouble selling a product before. Yeah. That. Same with brands like Yak Attack, Jackson, you know. So, and they're, you could look at it this way. They're not having trouble moving product now, even with a no. pandemic going on. No. They're sold out. Everyone's struggling. I go to my local kayak shop over here and sold out. Sold out. Their hobbies are on back order right now, but I I know what you're saying though. But when real money comes into the table, true, you got to think a company's gonna say, okay, well, I didn't think that way because the money wasn't there, but now that it's there, I might have to change my strategy. And again, nobody's gonna jump out of um of Bassmasters or Hobie BOS because of this. I'm just saying there might be a movement of let me spend more money if i'm going to spend my budget my promotional uh, budget on something the lion's share is going to go to a product that's going to, where my product is going to be showcased live stream for two hours and then that's that'll my probably... point of view that's from a business mentality point of view that's what yeah. i studied in, in in college so that's my point of view again i'm not saying they're not going to go away so i wanted to touch on a little bit and i hope this doesn't 
this doesn't get me on the hot seat with anybody here, especially if I had two or Chad Hoover or KBF. KBF. See, this is what I like. This is what I like <laughs> when it gets a little dicey. This is my favorite part of it. I, Chad Hoover is my hero. Let's start with that. I love, I love the guy. I talked to him on the phone uh, a couple of times. I told you right text. there and say for anybody listening, you can have bad things to say about everybody. You can have bad things to say about anybody. Anyone that's a fan of our sport, Chad Hoover is a reason. Yes. One of the reasons that kayak fishing is where it is. Yeah. If you deny that fact, then you're just an idiot. Like, Yeah. And let me say this. I'm not attacking Chad Hoover. First. Uh, I mean, we can all have our opinions. So I think where I draw the lines when you attack somebody's character or personality, and that's certainly not what we're doing here. I have the utmost respect for Chad Hoover. I, I don't like him when other people bash him. I understand he has a big personality, and that may rub people the wrong way. I've said it on this show before. You don't get to achieve the level of success and bring this sport to a national level with a soft-spoken personality. <laughs> you right. need to have, you need to have, you know, you know what I mean. You need to have this big personality, um, and that might rub people the wrong way. I have the utmost respect for him. Um, having said that, talking about KBF though, KBF has, I think, in my opinion, has been hit the hardest um, with this pandemic. And one of the reasons, uh, in my opinion, again, is because Chad Hoover has really run the the KBF brand. It got so big that that not that he can't handle it, but it got so big that once the pandemic hit, it's obvious that it was going to be hit the hardest. You know, he, he has to, you know, readjust a lot of the tournament because, again, he has so much going on with KBF, and that's great. That's amazing. This speaks to, um, to great, you know, the great mind, the, the genius mind behind Chad Hoover and the success he, he has brought to this sport. Um, but it has been hit the hardest. And I do worry a little bit of on the future of KBF because I think it kind of, this is just my personal opinion, it kind of has lost a little bit of, his, uh, of its glamour with everything that's going on, the, the, everything that's going on in the pandemic. I know some of the readjustments of having now a uh, two-day tournament with one winner each day, kind of like, eh, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I guess it works. Again, I'm not hating on it. Chad Hoover knows more about this business than I do. Um, so whatever opinion I have, you know, take it with a grain of salt, you know. Right. But I wonder what the future of KBF is going to be. What do you think it is? I mean, I know he's doing some changes. Let me, I mean, let me stop you right there. I know you're about to speak. He is bringing some changes, and I think he talked about it on Dark Waters, on Josh Smith's Dark Waters kayak fishing podcast. He wants to bring this idea of video instead of photos. So you, and I think that's a great idea. I think you, you take, basically what you do is you take the fish, um, instead of just holding the fish and taking a picture of it, you hold the fish, same thing, but you grab a video of it. And then you can shout out to your sponsors, shout out to whatever companies you want to get sponsored by, and then you release the fish, and there's a video of it being released. I think that's a great idea, and I think he's going to implement it next year. He's on a kind of like trial basis right now. So he's doing changes to keep up with the technology that's coming out and the changes in, you know, talking about that same thing. I know I'm getting long-winded here. Talking about that same thing. Tournaments are getting like five live, I get that live coverage. This is one way that 
um, a live event if they can't afford to have boats, cameras, and drones, which I think that's going to come in the future also. Oh, yeah. Uh, televised things, well, that's one way to keep the sponsors interested. It's a, okay, you know, you know, my competitor, Cody Milton, can, you know, instead of just taking a picture, get a video of it and shout out to whatever company he's sponsored by. That may say, the companies may say, okay, well, I'm interested in that. So he's doing some changes. So what do you think the future looks for KBF, in your opinion? Again, this is just our opinion. So I think, like you said, I think the pandemic definitely affected them. But there are a lot of other factors, in my opinion, from just like outside yeah. the window looking in. I think that how I was going on about too big things, too much at once, I think KBF had way too much going on. Yeah. Um, they were handling it. Yeah. But they had a lot of negativity in other areas that they needed to take care of that I think yep. that they didn't have. Like, they literally didn't basically have the time to put the effort there because they had so much going on. Yep. So, in my opinion, seeing KBF kind of step back, get rid of some of the events. Do I I don't really... The two-day, two-winter thing, pretty cool. But at the same time, it's hurting them. You'll have yep. 60 guys from day one and not on day two. Now, you can look at that from two perspectives. Not everybody can fish the two-day event because of travel restrictions. Not travel restrictions, but like, I got to get back to work on Monday. I can't drive yeah. 12 hours back home and then go to work. Um, so, like, I've heard rumor that they were going to make it required to fish both days. Well, that's going to, that could help and it could kill your your turnout. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think it's better having less events because it's given people more to plan for i guess in a way because like when i would look at the like i don't i don't fish kbf and a lot of it was because it was just a jumbled mess it was like event 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 you can fish this event and you can fish the pro tour but all you got to do to fish the pro tour is pay more and then this qualifies you for this and that qualifies you for that and guess what you just showed up you're qualified there was a lot of that going on yeah the step back right now like the way i look at the my looking at the tournaments as a whole KBF, so you you got your locals. I feel like KBF is the perfect like engine for stepping your up from local, mm -hmm. seeing what higher level tournament fishing is like. Big sponsors are involved, big names. Chad Hoover, everybody knows him. You know, Scott does this thing with him, or did. Um, so that. It's a, an entryway for angler coming in. And then you see the people that were like raining terror on KBF take that next step and follow Hobie, where the, now mm -hmm. they're following Hobie around the country, trying to get to that tournament of champions and win those big checks and the big prize and the big name with that big company. And same thing with Bassmaster. These guys are doubled. The guys that were like basically running all over KBF and still do are stepping up to the other level. But with what I've seen this year with me and Dan following the tournaments is with the, like the big national trails really taking off and KBF kind of stepping back to fewer events. You're seeing a lot of new names. Oh, I'm mean, a lot of new names. And as mm. the pandemic has started to, I don't want to say thin out or it's, I don't want to say level out. Like it's not getting worse or getting better. Yeah. But people are kind of getting used to it. Yeah. You're seeing the thing. tournament entries increase again. No. So it probably did hurt them, but I don't think the pandemic was the main factor. Um, and then, like you said, Chad's 
I'm sure they've got stuff going on. I don't know the details of it. I know that there's some changes coming. I've talked to people that are close to Chad. I know there's a lot of big changes happening with KBF. Um, could it be for the better? Sure. Could it be for the worse? Maybe. Who knows? Um, I don't. I don't hate what they're doing. I hated a lot of the negativity that they had, which is why I stayed away. There were things yeah. with like the payouts and stuff like that, but whatever. It it has its place, and I I don't think it's going anywhere. At the same time, do I think some of the bigger tournament series are trying? I don't want to say like trying to get rid of it, but like when you enter kayak fishing, you know KBF because KBF was like the tournament series that started yeah. it. That may change where as Hobie continues to and Bass continue to evolve, that may be what you hear about all the time because it's like the upper end of the goal you're shooting for if you're a tournament angler. But I definitely think that there has been some push for we want to be known more than KBF is. We want to be better than KBF is, which is I don't hate that. They're not like I'm hating on KBF. But, like, competition is healthy. So you need. So we're back, and I do apologize uh, if you're listening to the show. We got a little power outage, some thunderstorms rolling um, yesterday when while Jim and I were recording. So we had to – I was without power for a few hours. So we had to stop recording. So next day, today's Monday, we are re-recording. <laughs> so I think the last, uh, the last question we were talking about um, before, before um, we got caught off was like, what could potentially happen to KBF? We were talking about KBF. In my opinion, and this is no, this is no attack on KBF and or, or even on Chad Hoover, for that matter. Um, let's just uh, be honest here. KBF is the first one to come up national with a national tournament. So I, I instantly it was you know the aura of having a national tournament. Now there's Hobie BOS, there's Bassmasters. We mentioned that um, because of Hobie, uh, KBF was so big, um, the pandemic hit KBF, I think, harder than it hit any of the other major tournaments. Um, and I think Jimmy and I agree on that. Um, so what does the future, and I was asking Jimmy about it, what is the future of KBF as you see it um, moving forward, Jimmy? You know, opinion. I think I, I don't think that they're going anywhere. Um, yeah. I do think that Bass and Hobie have kind of established that they are like if you wanted to say that there's like an elite series, um, I would say that they've got that kind of locked down, um, not one over the other. I mean, obviously, like Hobie's more established right now, but I definitely, you know, when you go with a company like Bassmaster, this is the first year and it's been a rough year because of COVID, but a name like Bassmaster comes with so much possible backing and, you know, everybody knows who they are. They have the potential to stand, stand out if they take it that far. Um, what, what we were saying before was, you know, I, I see KBF as like a good, like mid ground for, you know, you're stepping out of your local stuff or even just playing with online tournaments. Um, KBF's got a lot of good things going with like the, yep. the online monthlies. And then, and then they still have really big events like the super trails that they do where it's a two day event. Um, you know, Russ Snyder's just won the one on KB, uh, Clear Lake yeah. out in California, but you know, they've still gotten, you know, like the 10, but, you know, that that's an event that people still are going to shoot to get to and then shoot to win because it means a lot. 
It's got good paydays. And then the KBF National Championship, as of now, it's a huge championship with huge potential payout money. Um, I think life changing will, money. Oh yeah, I, I think that you'll you'll you don't you won't see them go anywhere. I think that we'll see KBF not step back. I don't want to say that's the right way to put it, but they're going to be like what gets you there, and then Hobie and Bass will be what makes you. I don't want to say better, more popular. But that's just kind of what it sees. You see these guys that did really good in KBF, and now they're still doing good in KBF, but now they're also stepped up to these bigger-level tournaments, these big two-day events with Hobie, or the one-day events right now with Bassmaster, winning huge checks on a consistent basis. And But that, that's where I think they'll be. I, I don't think we'll see them go anywhere anytime soon. Maybe just step back just a little. Yeah, uh, and it... And it's an interesting point. And th again, this is no reflection on, on Chad Hoover or KBF. Um, where they are right now is not a bad place at all. I mean, not right now we got three um, premier or prestige or elite uh, tournaments, and KBF is one of them. Now Bassmaster is starting. Yeah, I. You, you, we've touched on this on a, on other episodes. I know recently you, Brian. Um, yeah, we're talking about this, and I can't remember the episode. I think it was the reel down. We were mm -hmm. talking about, you know, how Bassmasters is evolving in the kayak series. You know, like it's it has the the name, but they're still figuring some stuff out, right? Like yeah. they're not when 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 you look at what AJ is doing with Hobie BOS. I think that's the benchmark for excellence. And this is not. I haven't taken part in the Hobie BOS. But my take on this is based on all the anglers that we've had on Paddle and Fin and that I've had on my podcast before I was on Paddle and Fin that have taken part on Hobie BOS, on Bassmasters, and on uh, KBF. And um, not to prick, uh, you know, favorites, but um, the way they talk about and gloat about being part of Hobie BOS and what AJ is doing, I think... In my opinion, this is my take on it, is looks like Hobie BOS is a standard for excellence as far as how they're going about it, putting the anglers first, how they treat the anglers, um, and, and all that. Um, Bass Masters, obviously, they're, they're kayak series. I don't want to say it's an afterthought because they have, you know, the big boats, but it's obviously not their focal point. Hobie BOS, that's a focal point, you know. That is, it's just about the kayak series right. where Bass Masters is kind of like, you know, um, you know, prestige is the 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 bass boat series, and the kayak series is more like, well, let's see where this takes us, you know. Right. Um, so but again, that's my opinion. Now KBF is Chad Hoover's done a great job. Again, we wouldn't be where we are as far as the growth and popularity of sport without Chad Hoover. Would we have reached that level if Chad, Chad Hoover never, you know, decided to take this nationally? Yeah, we would have, but we wouldn't have achieved the level of popularity and success that we have at this point in time if it wasn't for him. Eventually, somebody else would have stepped up, but oh, he's yeah. the one who stepped up first, and he's the one who took it to a national level. So I think the lion's share of the credit should go to him. For oh, the yeah, no, job no. and the legacy he's done. So again, we're not, we're not, um, we're not batching here on KBF. We have the utmost no. respect for them. 
um, Chad Hoover is not doing it on its own, but it's a family, kind of like a family-owned business where he's a trailblazer and he's, you know, nobody has taken it nationally like he does. So there's a lot of trial and error where others can go and says, oh, that's what Chad Hoover did. Um, yeah, that could have been done by the Well, of course, because he did it first. So, again, the utmost respect and credit goes to him. And I don't think, like you said, KBF is going to go away. Um, I do think, like you said, it's going to take a little bit of a backseat when it comes to anglers that want to get eventually sponsored or um, live out of um, uh, out of the um, you know out of out of being a professional kayak angler. If it comes to like, we'll have to go to KBF or Hobie or KBF and the Bassmasters. Some of the top anglers are probably going to say, "No, I'm doing the Hobie BOS. No, I'm doing the Bassmasters." Unless it's the KBF National Championship, which again, and it's life changing money. You're right. Yeah. And so something you know, I agree with you that Hobie Hobie's the benchmark. Yeah. Now, something a lot of people don't realize because the Hobie BOS is as itself is kind of new. They've been doing the Hobie Opens for a while, you know, yeah. so they've had a lot of time to put in the work to work out the details and then and not taking anything from AJ. AJ's done a phenomenal job, yeah. put in a lot of hard work, and I don't even want to think about the headache that he deals with. Yeah. But and like you said, that's their focal point. It, it's a kayak brand doing a kayak tournament where Bassmaster Bassmaster is established. One thing that you can take from that, though, is a company like Bassmaster. So the, obviously the boat world is what they're focused on. But stuff like that gets stale, and you've seen our industry get stale, and kayak fishing is kind of the spark in the industry right now. Kind of yeah. same thing with like MLF. Um, as a business, they see we need members. We need to attack a different market. Yeah. We, we need something fresh. Well, that's what kayak fishing can be for them. Um, I know from people I've talked to, I'm good friends with, you know, like Steve Owens and some of the guys forefronting that for Bassmaster for the kayak world, like the Logan Martin event, they were so impressed. Not, you I mean, there were hiccups in that and yeah, it was course. the first, of first time. time, right? But they didn't realize what the kayak community is, what we, what we are, what we're about, what it means to us and what they meant to us giving us these opportunities to to sit down and then tell you you know we're following you with media boats uh, we want to see your names on your boats on your jerseys they were calling us you are now pro level kayak fishermen this is the big leagues treat yourself that way talk to our reporters do your articles you know i think that i think if covid had never happened i think bassmaster would have an opportunity to catch up quickly yeah um, and i already know and i won't talk about it because i don't know that these are facts but my sources are pretty good. I know there's a lot of big changes that are going to come, like things that anglers want to happen that they're seeing happening with Hobie. They're going to come with Bassmaster. It's we're going to, this was year one, year two is probably going to bring all sorts of changes that everybody's going to like and keep the, and I don't, I say keep the numbers up. Bassmaster hasn't had any of these Bass Nation events have had the guys show up. I mean, mm -hmm. the participation has been up, so I don't think you'll, I mean, it's been up during a pandemic. I don't think that they're going to have any problems moving forward. And the same thing with KBF. KBF hasn't. like You saw at the beginning when they started with the two days that you'd have a heavy number day one and it'd fall off on day two. As it's gone on, the numbers have been rising. Yeah. So I don't see them taking a hit from that either. You know, I think as a whole, the industry growing, everything's going to start 
kind of leveling out, but your participation numbers are going to be high no matter where you fish, whether it's local, national, the big, the you know, like a KBF monthly, everything I think is just going to do good from here on out with how big we're getting so quickly. Yeah, it's an interesting, you know, it's interesting and it's exciting to see. I personally don't want to see any of them go away, um, whether it's, KBF, Hobie BOS, Bassmasters, KBBT, the KFL. I mean, everything, the more we have, I think there's such a thing as having too much and that yeah. will figure it out. Eventually, I think things are going to be weeded out in the sense there are going to be um, things that are going to be like, okay, eventually they'll just fade away because it's not, you know, they're not getting maybe the anglers or the sponsors behind it because eventually it'll concentrate. You see that in pro sports. I mean, there used to be a time when we had two um, um, basketball leagues, the American Basketball Association and the National Basketball Association, and that eventually one would be struggling and continue. Then it was the CBA, which is Continental Basketball Association, and that obviously got um, uh, disappeared. So eventually, as the sports grow, and I'm not saying we're going to be as big as NBA Definitely not going to be as big as NFL, but um, it will grow. To how far or how big it will grow remains to be seen. But yeah, there are going to be things. There are going to be new tournaments coming up. Uh, we know Frankie Prolifron from um, Slay Nation is coming out with his kayak series. And, you know, Frankie is full of energy. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with. And and we, me and Frankie had him on my show not that long ago. He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, he's, he's a smart businessman when it comes to this. Um, and, and he knows the industry and he knows how business works. So he's not trying to, you know, bring some, reinvent the wheel or revolutionize the kayak series. He's just coming along with, you know, with the fundamentals that have been being established and see where it grows. Uh, we had uh, on our Spanish segment, Remos Analetas, we had the founder for Iron Kayak in Mexico, and they're planning um, to move into the United States. They're going to do, if things stay what, if if things were called for um, Geraldo Amalguer, that's the gentleman's name for Iron Ka that founded Iron Kayak, what he's going to do, he's going to do a free tournament in the United States. And he's going to test the waters and see if he can bring Iron Kayak to the United States. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out. It's going to grow. And then we'll see how, you know, which ones kind of become the mainstays and kind of which ones kind of fade out. And that's what we had. We had Russ on tonight, um, yeah. me and Dan did. And I kind of touched on that with him and talking about the growth and what he sees. And, and the angle, you, you, a lot of the anglers all have the same mindset. And if you talk to them, and they also agree that, like we talked before, that too much can become a problem. Yeah. And but at the same time, like you said, we're going to see a lot of things popping up, but they will whittle themselves down to yep. what works, what sticks, where the anglers are going, because your sponsors are going to do the same thing. Because all these guys are coming in with a business plan and wanting a piece of the pie. Well, you got to think about it. The companies that are giving out the money you know, their marketing budgets are going to get spread so thin that it's not yeah. going to be worth it for them to sponsor all these companies. And they're going to, you know, just the name everybody knows, Yak Attack's going to, could at one point be like, look, I can't sponsor the local guys because I sponsor all these guys. Like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that's the company that that'd be. It's just an example. But 
I think I think we're we're both right on. I think we'll see we'll see more and more opportunities come up, but you'll see it phase down. And then with us talking about the three main ones, those three will never go away. Yeah, I think I, don't that, think I think those will be the standard. I mean, not only had Chad Hoover by his own decision decides, hey, you know, I've had enough, and I don't, you know, that's my legacy, and I I stay with it. But I mean, I don't see that coming. I'm, there's going to be a certain point where he's going to, you know, pass the torch to somebody else to, right. you know. Um, take over KBF and that's his personal decision and uh, I'm not you know he's still relatively young so we'll see I'm sure we'll see a lot more of, of Chad Hoover but oh, yeah Chad eventually yeah uh, Chad ain't going nowhere soon but eventually yeah you, you'll see um, as the sports scroll KBF if he decides he's going to have to you know uh, you know m move it along to um, somebody else that's going to take the reins. And again, uh, we don't expect that to happen anytime soon. I think Chad will tell you that himself. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that could potentially help uh, the sports grow. I'm always a big uh, proponent of, of social media. I know Greg Blanchard um, does a great job with kayak fishing. This is always uh, a testy uh, or a, a polarizing name, but when you think about the Guggen Squad, especially John B, was John B. I, I think just made a like um, an hour and forty-nine minute, an hour and fifty-minute, uh, almost two-hour movie of conquering Devil's River on his kayak. Oh, yeah. If John oh, yeah. B. ever decides that he's gonna go full-time, hey, I'm gonna do start doing kayak fishing. That's gonna help the growth. And again, I'm, I know a lot of people say, oh, I think Guggen Squad or John B. You know, brush it, brush it off as you know that's not that's not what I'm interested in. People and I can understand say what they want, but a lot of yeah. the hate that they get is because they're young people. Well, some of them. I mean, Lake Fort guy, yeah. Rob Thurkler, not young people, yeah. but they're majority younger people, and they're shaking the industry up. That's why they get all the hate. Yeah. I don't. Maybe I don't agree with a lot of their stuff, but like they were content creators first, like. I'll say right now, John B is probably one of the greatest yes. at video editing, period. Like, I think he could, if he decided to quit fishing, right he could now. take those skills to anything else, making commercials, anything. But I agree, I fully agree with you. If if somebody with that content creating and like Greg Blanchard's great from the tournament yep. aspect of it, that's the kind of stuff that will help. Christine Fisher, too. Is oh, yeah, I love her stuff. Her and we had her and Greg on at the same time. Those are my yeah, two favorite kayak that. fishing YouTube channels. Like I know how the tournaments end because those videos come out, you know, way after, and they're still like suspenseful. Like, let me see that fish catch. How did this go? Like, oh my god, did you win? Yes, I know you won. But like, it, they're they're great. But yeah, great for our sport too. Yeah, and touching a little bit on that on the Google Squad and all that, like. Um, and I'm, I personally have the utmost respect for John B. Um, because, yes, he, he is a YouTube personality. And that's not necessarily, and that's not really something negative. But I know a lot of people don't like it. I've had other guests that say, yeah, I don't like the, the whole YouTube personality, the whole millennial personality, whatever. That's their opinion. I mean, it's taken for what it's worth. However, that guy's been fishing in our, what was it? Um uh brazil sudan he's fishing all over the united states he's fished in iceland he's i mean the guy is traveling and putting up contact and he he lived down down he lives in maine now he used to live down the street from where i live and when he wasn't going to another country or 
you know, road trip around the United States, you'll fish the local ponds right around my area, make a YouTube video out of it, which you would think a guy fishing from Sudan would probably think like, yeah, I'm not doing pond hopping videos, but he still, he still that's did. That's what got him his success. Yeah, that's what got him success. I do, I, and I put John B. separate from the Google squad because, um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan, let's say, of nothing wrong. I'm not attacking Alex Perry, Alex Perry's personality or character. I don't like his videos a lot because a lot of it, especially when he got started, and I haven't watched it recently, maybe he's changed, but had to do a lot with him getting kicked out of an airplane because he was being subordinate, him getting kicked out of a hotel, him getting kicked out of a marina. And to me, I saw a trend of YouTubers now going for that clickbait. Being yeah. obnoxious on the water or wherever, and then getting that clickbait, and all of a sudden, hey, that's what's going to get you popular. Because Alex Perry was the first one who got the started off with MTV, so he got all the he got he he, he pretty much founded. I um, mean, the whole Google Squad. I know Robert Turkler was also involved in that and everything, but he was the first one to hit it big, and a lot of it was because of the whole clickbait. And I've seen. I've seen other YouTubers go that route, especially young kids go that route. And that's oh, what see I it. don't It's not even like. fishing. You yeah. see, yeah. Click, like in, in YouTube and streaming, clickbait is just what that is. It gets the click, which gets the view, which gets the popularity, yeah. brings in the money. And that's not good for the sport. No. At all. No. There And there's, there's tons of, you're seeing yeah. more and more content creators, you know, pop up with good stuff. Um, like, uh, Craig Dye puts together a lot of really nice short, yes. short clips. Um, I think he's got a couple. Like he put together the Hook One Team video. I think I can't remember. It was, it was him and somebody else. And uh, the Hook One Team video, the last one they did was excellent. Yeah. Um, I hate that I I didn't get to put in any content in that, but I had just got on the team, and that was before I started like filming my trips. But you know he does a good job. And then like we said, like Christine does really good. And Cat Springfield started YouTube, and they're pretty good. I like yeah. that. I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, and there, that I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more of that because I kind of click around and just see like the go through like new uploads in kayak fishing yeah. and stuff. And I mean, like even Chad Hoover, I still watch all of Chad Hoover's. YouTube yeah, videos. he does. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, he does. He, he's now doing his old channel. Yeah, um, Chad Hoover fishing, which is great. I love his content as well. Yeah, like I, I like the videos. Like I, I love his tournament coverage. Like when they would do the ten and he'd drive around and catch yeah. the anglers on the water. I like those. But then I, I like like he did the video where it showed him catch the he caught like a ten something. Like I like to see Chad do good too. Yeah. And he he was talking. To, I can't. It's a if nobody's if you haven't watched it, it's a really good video because he says something about either they're not biting or it's not right or something like that, and then he hooks a monster. <laughs> but it's just like perfect timing. Or he might have even been talking about how long it's been since he hooked a tank. I can't remember. But then he just turns oh, yeah, around and catches a tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, you're right. I saw that one. He yeah, said it's been about two years since he hooked the mega bass like that. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, it's, it's great, great for us. And you yeah. know, they'll just keep being more and more of that coming. One thing that I kind of like feel fortunate there our conversation got caught off and we had to restart it or kind of continue it as we got a chance to see russ Snyder put up some godly numbers in in california and i wanted to touch that briefly i know between between what we started recording and now we're going to end up with like a two-hour show but 
Ross Nidoman, that guy's on another level. I mean, even him and Cody Milton, I thought, well, you know, Cody Milton did the five live. Maybe Cody Milton is going to surpass, you know, Ross Snyder. But Ross Snyder has come back with a vengeance, man. And I, I love to see that rivalry between them. And again, it's a friendly rivalry. They get along great. Uh, but just watching them duke it out, man. And, and the, real, uh, the real race right now is actually him and Jody. Um, yeah, because so Jody's I, been on a hot streak lately, too. Uh, a number that Dan had. So, uh, Russ is leading the KBF AOI. Yeah. Russ is leading the Hobie AOI, but he's only leading by like two tenths. And Jody's yeah. on his on his tail. So, that kind of changes up where they got to fish or what events they're going to fish. Um, Bassmaster doesn't do an AOI, but if you base it off like how they do point scales and other series, Russ would have that in the bag right now too, leading that. So if you look at the three main platforms, well, the three big kayak fishing platforms, Russ is on top of the world, no matter where he's at, like his worth in the last, it was three or four months, his worth finished is 12th. Um, and he talks about in, like, um, like when he, he talked about the going Delta. to the Delta and was like, oh, yep. yeah, I didn't do good in that event. He got 10th. 10th, yeah. <laughs> out of 50 people. De California is such a different beast, man. Like on that event, the top three, and probably more, but we we, we had the top three. I actually substituted for you on that show uh, were from California. And again, it could have been the top 10 for all I know. And Russ ended up with 10. Now, Russ is from California originally. Um, and he but used to... He used to guide out there, so yeah. So on this event, on um, uh, Bassmasters, the one he just won, the top eleven are from California. California is a different beast, and it's it's kind of like a shame in the sense that we get you know when we look at all these great anglers in the Midwest, um, you know, and probably one of the reasons why uh, business decision, why, and I don't know his, his personal decision why he moved to Indiana, but from a tournament standpoint, that's a great move for him because this is where the money is. You know, um, I think California is underrated. And a lot of it is because here in the Midwest and even up to New York, everything is just, you know, it's just geographically, it's all level. You know, everything is, is close by. Everything, you know, you got relatively close by. But then between, you know, the Midwest and the California, there's the whole Rocky Mountains. And that is, as far as bass fishing goes, that's dead land. There's nobody yeah. doing tournaments in Utah, in, in Phoenix, in um, maybe they're in Phoenix, but you don't see a lot of it. Um, Montana, South Dakota, you don't see any of that out there. You're, so you're seeing it more, you know, like like we had a group from Colorado on. Most people wouldn't think about it. you think Colorado, you think world class fly fishing. Yeah, but they're still years away in the sense of popularity. And right. I mean, it'll be years away before Hobie BOS or Bassmaster. Even I don't think Bassmasters are ever going to say, "Let's." Well, maybe they have, but with the Kaya series, I don't know if they would say, "Okay, let's go to Utah." It's not going to happen. I mean, you're not you're not getting the great numbers that you would get. So geographically, it's hard for those all those California anglers to kind of join us on the Hobie BOS and the Bassmasters that you traditionally take place. In, in southern parts of the country and the Midwest, you know, all the way from Texas to Tennessee, all that. That's where usually that's big bass country. You know, that's where you get that bass 
fishing culture. And California is underrated as far as bass fishing goes. They got that's a bass factory up there. Well, clearly, Bassmaster labeled it number one. Um, yeah, bass fishery in the country. Yeah, and I believe like it. Yeah, I mean, we got Texas. We're proud of our bass heritage here. We'll you ask any Texas? We'll Texas. We'll tell you this is bass capital of the United States right here. Uh, um, but. I mean, again, that 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 geographically, it's hard for those anglers to come out, you know, and travel all through the Rugged Mountains, you know, drive all the way up to Tennessee and all that. So that's why you don't get to see them. But when the tournament's out there, I mean, unless you're Ross Snyder, you really don't have a shot of winning anything. On the show that we had, we've, which was the um, – was it the – Hobie BOS that we did was yeah. in uh, the, Hobie the Delta. Delta. Yeah. The the kid that ended up in second or third place, that was his first tournament ever at any level. At any level. But he knew the area. And he smacked so him. So it shows you what, you know, it's just a different beast out there. And it's a shame that we can't get him to come up, you know, and show up for this event right here. Yeah, we'll you're see. seeing you're seeing names moving, not even yeah. in our industry. Uh, one of the biggest names in fishing industry, Tactical Bassin, just made a move from basically their home is Clear Lake, and they moved mm-hmm. to Chickamauga, Tennessee. They moved yeah. to moved to Tennessee. You know, Russ, Russ actually, Russ yeah. is in Tennessee. You know, and yeah, he made right. move from there, and then he went back out there and whipped everybody's butt. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. It's if you count as Ross as being Californian, then the top eleven are just all Californians. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's impressive to see the level of anglers out there. But like you said, you're spot on with that. It they're kind of like landlocked in a way to what they have. Yeah. But maybe maybe with the expansion of our industry, you'll see more and more branching out, more and more opportunity for those guys too. Or they may just keep themselves separate from us and. <laughs> lock it in where nobody can compete with them out there yeah uh it, it's gonna definitely interesting but uh you know we'll see how the sports grows like you said maybe at some point you know there there's gonna be some tournaments up closer to the rocky mountains and all that kind of like bringing them all together but definitely exciting it was great having you on my show jimmy um before i let you go since you're my guest here on this show um if you want to take the opportunity to thank any of your sponsors, family members, and all that, and tell us a little bit of what's going, what can we expect from Jimmy in the future and uh, the wheel down? Well, uh, I'll start to thank my wife. She's a, she's been a trooper through me dropping all my other hobbies and getting into this. And I never thought I would go this far. Um, getting in a cheap plastic boat and then a better plastic boats and a lot more plastic boats and then sponsors and podcasts and, a big shout out and thanks to her, you know, love her to death and love my kid for sitting quietly while daddy does these podcasts. But, uh, but yeah, I thank my sponsors, uh, new canoes, my, my big one, you know, love everything they got going. Love being part of that team. Uh, yeah, gadget. You know, we, I did an episode the other night, uh, last minute with the paddle and fin noob show talking about, uh, some kayak story. I appreciate it some kayak storage options you know if you haven't check out yeah gadget john's got some awesome innovation going over there um uh new and a uh, couple new ones that are pretty recent uh bio power 
Uh, they're doing, I've got their lithium batteries running my motor setups and my nine inch Raymarine graph. And then uh, my newest one, uh, Dobbins rods, uh, picked up those or I've had those rods. I've been using their rods for probably three or four years and, um, uh, jumped on their team and it's, it's my kind of team and got to work for what they give you. So that, that's what I like. But, uh, thanks to all those guys for sticking with me this year. But as far as uh, moving forward, I've got a few tournaments coming up. Um, I'm kind of all over the place. We're either going to meet up with some of the paddle and fin hosts. We're going to come down here and we're going to go do some smallmouth stuff in Tennessee. But if that doesn't work out, uh, the KBF super trails on Wheeler, which is 10 minutes from my house. And I've got, I don't want to like step up and say winning spots, but I've got spots that produce that could potentially keep you in the top 20 fairly easy. Um, especially, especially for two days, but then, uh, probably hit the Hobie uh, on the Kusa, um, the Bass Nash, Bass Master Bass Nation event on uh, Chickamauga. I'll do that. That's later in the year. I'll be at that one. And then, as far as the reel down, man, we just keep we're going to keep the winners coming. Um, when the tournament season starts to slow down, we'll start to kind of branch the show out. Me and Dan are both got some ideas. We'll have tournament directors on from all over the country for all from local to national. Um, we'll probably jump in some companies with us and like owners of businesses and stuff. Not not as in detail as people like uh like the final cast does with the brand review but uh to talk more about the tournament stuff like like brands like new canoe and what they see out of their tournament anglers and where the industry is going for them if how that affects how they do things but uh yeah fun ride and thanks for having me on man i love your show um uh, no, you have thank me on you. whenever you want man uh, i'll come back for sure appreciate i appreciate it and uh, and again, uh, sorry we had to cut off uh, the show. I think the the flow of the the show kind of got killed with the power outage. But it was great talking to you, Jimmy. We wish you the best moving forward, man. We're always looking forward. You can catch Jimmy on the Reel Down on every Monday at eight o'clock live show, right? On Facebook yep. and on YouTube under Paddle and Finn. And then the next day, if you if you can't catch it live, you can catch it on YouTube and um, on any pretty much any podcast platform out yeah, there we're, we're on basically all of them yes sir and uh for my listeners thank you for made it this far remember this uh bass kayak and beers is sponsored by douglas rods go check out douglasoutdoors.com to find the nearest authorized dealer for douglas rods one of the best rods right now in the business they got the the two lineups the all lrs and the matrix both great lineups um, strength to weight Rachel is on parallel. So go to the douglasoutdoors.com to check out the nearest leader and check out their full catalog. So again, Jimmy, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, we again, we hope to have you here back soon and uh, looking forward to tight lunch, y'all, and have a great night. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn 
on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.